0: From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins.
1: Hey everybody, so happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one, or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, or High School Hoops, or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast, if you like any of those No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach. And to be honest with you, I've done, I've done pretty well in my career. And I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out. And let's head off to the podcast.
0: I'm not one of those guys. Our family has never been. You know, I hear a lot of coaches say that, you gotta leave it at the gym, and when you come home, you're home, and your dad, whatever. But for us, basketball has been—it's been our life. It's who we are. Right. You know, my wife's as big a—you know—fan, right. coach, whatever is yep. anybody in our family, and and both of my boys are as well. My my younger son, who didn't play college basketball, but he he would be an outstanding coach because he he understands it totally. And right. can articulate it to anyone. Right. Um, but and I will say this, um, there there are some, you know, there, there are some boundaries that have to be set and there's some tough times, that's for sure, because you still gotta let your son be your son and not just one of your players. Right. So when we got home, you know, Jimmy was Jimmy, not right. not one of the players on the court. Yeah. And if anything, I think like a lot of uh sons that play for their dads he probably had it a lot harder because you make it harder on him to make sure they understand that um, he's not getting any breaks whatsoever. So don't even, so it's not even a perception. Right. But I'll tell you this, Steve, as, as good as it was to coach him, it's been better to coach with him. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I've noticed it, my son's a, my son's a junior going to be a senior and you know, he's um, he can shoot the ball really well, but he's probably as slow as molasses in January. Um, so that's why the some of the stuff will help with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, yeah. And I've coached him. I coach volleyball too. So I've coached him in, for volleyball for four years, couple of years in basketball. It's been great. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it is hard. The people don't realize it's, there's always this little, you know, the, like the little two things on, you know, there's dad here and there's coach here and you're always kind of fighting that. Um, but I do, I do agree. We're probably and, and I've explained this to him. I'm gonna, I'm harder on you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, you, you can't have any false sense of um, favoritism or thing like that. So I think that's the thing we always fight, fight a little bit. Um, do you have any superstitions? Are you superstitious?
0: I try not to be. Okay. And every once in a while, when I catch myself getting into one, whether it's uh, wearing the same sweater or wearing the same box <laughs> or whatever, uh, going through the same routine. Now that is something I do try to do. Right. And I think that just helps me get mentally ready for the, for games. Or I, I'm a big routine person. So when we travel with our team, I want the same routine. Uh, when we're at home, I want the same routine, and I I try to keep the same yeah. routine. But when it comes to wearing, maybe a, a certain color sweater or something after i've done it for a couple games i like to look at myself in the mirror and say you know what if it came down to winning this sweater on game night to be winning we would never lose a game so right get that out of your head right now
1: i i i have i i mean i'm like always the last i have some superstitions but again it's i think it's more routine and that's what i tell the boys like me i'm the last one on the bus i'm a there's just things that i do but it's not it's about me preparing for the game that's right that's what I tell the boys. It's say superstitions are okay. They're not going to – whether you put your left shoe on first or your right shoe, that, that's not going to matter whether you win. But if you do it, if you can come up with a routine in life, it it, it does help. I, I mean, I definitely oh, –
0: routine's a big key to being successful because right. if you do the same old – your habits are who you are. Yes. So make sure that your routine embraces really good habits.
1: Is, is there is there one fundamental drill, one thing that you would – tell you could describe or tell our coaches about like one thing that you say okay here's an eighth grade coach here's a a college coach here's a what what is there one fundamental drill I always ask this question is there one thing that that you would say try to do this as much as you can at practice
0: um yes if I was if I was limited down to one drill that we could do one thing it would be four-on-four four change drill. Okay. And for those listeners who may not be, and I, I know a lot of people know that drill, have used that drill, have coached that drill. You know, it's an old coach night drill. Um, it's just where you, you, you've got four offensive players going against four defensive players. You as the coach yell, change. The offensive player must put the ball down, and now those off it, just lay it down right on the floor. Don't roll it, kick it. Just put it down on the floor. And immediately those four offensive players are converting to defense and the four players who were on defense, pick up the ball, look to attack off the dribble and make a pass to get a layup or a shot. Um, the kicker to the drill is, is that the caveat is, is that you can't guard who was guarding you. And so therefore that forces your players to communicate. The reason I say that drill is for this, Steve, think about what you accomplished here. You're teaching your team how to get back on defense and pick up. You're teaching them how to communicate, which is one of the most important skills we have to being successful. It is. You're teaching your offensive team how to attack the basket, particularly if they have the defense at a disadvantage, but not to succumb to taking a, a bad shot. So I love it. And if I was stuck with one thing, it didn't matter if I was an up the line, on the line, switch them all. Right. Don't switch any uh, or we're like us, a pack line team, I would, um, that's the drill I would do okay. for change.
1: And is there anything, is there anything you do? So this is, this is not, not on my list, but is there anything you do to teach communication? Because I, I, kids have, yeah. this is going to I'm going to sound like an old dog at this point or a porch dog, but literally we talked more as kids. And I think this whole social media, whatever we can get, that's a whole different Podcast, but it's like they'll talk until practice starts, and then as soon as practice starts, they'll stop talking. And it's like, really, you can't play this game. I always tell my players, in the most important game you ever play, which is like a just before the state tournament or a state term, you won't hear me. It will be in a packed gym. You will not hear me. You might not hear the guy six feet from you. So you have to be able to communicate with each other. And it's like thirty plus years of coaching. It's like. I, if you've got any way to teach communication, I would love for our listeners to hear that.
0: Well, it's the hardest thing we have to teach. And you say kids, you know, get out of practice, and all they do is talk. And I disagree with that. You know, I walk in my locker room the other day, and I got one guy sitting there, and he's texting. I said, "Who are you texting?" Texting. I'm texting, I'm texting uh, Johnny, who's sitting on the other side of the locker room. You're you're doing what? You're, he's right there. Why are you texting him? You know, call him or I mean, right put your phone down, get up and talk to him. Right. So I, I think it's imperative that we have to teach him uh, to talk. So the number one thing is, is that we try to get them talking in everything that we do. So in practice, any, any drill, and I love it when they start doing it 505. Right. is when you pass the ball to somebody, call his name out. Don't just throw it to him. Call his name out. When you receive the ball from somebody, call his name out. Uh, when you make a cut, call that cut out. So, if I'm going to basket cut, I yell basket. If I'm going to set a down screen, I'm yelling screen for John or whoever it is. Okay. If uh, if I'm making a – if I'm curl cutting off that screen, I'm yelling curl. Uh, so, we're creating a conversation or at least communication from the offensive end. And then defensively, the same thing, But which brings me to the second part. Number one, you get them talking. Right. Number two – you've got to give them a language you can't expect them just to come in and speak you have to give them specifics that you want them talking okay. to each other uh, about whether it's calling out an action right uh, that you've got the ball and like for instance you know you'll go uh with our new group you know we did a uh we did a one-on-one full court lane slide drill the other day and we we've been you know, we've got to talk. We've got to talk. This is the communication we want. And immediately, a guy jumps on. He's guarding the ball, and it's like blah 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 blah. Whoa, you're not going to do that. And again, I don't want you to do that. All I want you to do is when you establish that you're going to uh, close out to the ball and guard the ball, you just yell ball, ball. I got ball, ball. So we have our gap defenders must call out when they're in the gap. You know, and we always say this: talk to the ball. Talk to the man in front of you. So if I'm in a gap, I'm talking to the man in front of me. I'm talking to my guy who's guarding the ball, and I'm letting him know, you know, Steve, I've got your gap. I'm here. I love that. I've got. Uh, And then I like for them to talk in regards to what they're doing. So, like, if I'm three-quarter high on the post, I'm yelling, deny, deny, deny. Not just, you know, being silent, guarding the post. I want to hear what you're doing.
1: Do you, do you, do you, um, do you talk about, I mean, when you're doing that in a game, I like the sweetest noise is like when someone says dad or my name, you know, I always hear it. Like if someone said Steve or dad across the room or coach, I'll turn because it's, yeah, I hear it. Do you say like, do you have them use their name and then what they're doing or John, I got gap John. So they, they know that they're talking to them or do you just have them say, I got gap. And the person behind will know that that's who they are talking to. How do you. You get that. I like
0: to use the name, okay. and we, we encourage and emphasize that as much as possible, that you're not just speaking that I'm in the gap, that you're talking about who you're in the gap for. So, okay. in other words, again, we talk to the ball, which means that I've got the ball, I'm guarding the ball, and that then we talk to the man in front of us. Okay. So that I should have on that play, I should have a player that's talking about having the ball. I should have a player that says, I'm in your gap, I should have maybe a post player that says I'm denied, denied, denied. Uh, maybe we got a, a down screen occurring on the other side, so we got that defender yelling screen.
1: Okay. And
0: I've got a you know a guy who's recovering to his to his cutter coming off the screen that's talking about getting through it.
1: Okay. Uh, um, do you – do you, going back to the drill that we just talked about, the 4 by 4 why do you do this 4 by 4 rather than 5 by 5 as I'm thinking about that drill? oh, you
0: can do it 5x5. I just like it 4 4 because it's a, a smaller game. It's easier for me to pay more attention to who's doing what, but it's very similar to a 5x5 situation. And okay. You get more reps.
1: Oh, you get more reps. Okay. And I, maybe a little bit more spacing too, a little bit more – spread out you're putting
0: the uh you're putting the defense at a disadvantage and you're giving the offensive advantage because we all know if we could play four and four, that's a great offensive game it's when you put that fifth player out there it makes it tough
1: it makes it tough okay um good so i'm gonna do we're gonna do two more things we're gonna do rapid fire where i ask you a question um like an example would be what's your favorite ice cream i won't ask you this and then you would say chocolate chip it'll be one it'll be a quick answer I call him Rapid. really good at
0: this, but let's give it a shot. It's, it's
1: rapid fire, and then we'll come back and talk about your site and um, where people can find you and all your information. We'll do that at the end. Um, people always yeah, tend to right. love this. All right, what's your favorite brand of basketball? Uh,
0: the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. Okay, and I got it. Go to play.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so this is yeah, I don't yeah. know how to word this. This is my fault. So I'm talking about like Nike, Adidas. Oh. I get your I get your brand. No, no, I get it. I just can't I I've, I've asked coaches to help me word that the right great way.
0: Great answer. <laughs> yeah. But no, I got you. Go ahead.
1: I get that answer a lot and it's like I got to figure out how to word that so I don't like I don't want to tell people Spalding, but I have to figure out a better way to word that. So what 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 ball do you guys use or what's your favorite what's your favorite ball? Uh We
0: we use the Wilson um ball because that's the ncaa approved ball so that's the ball i want to use in practice that's the ball we're going to see 99.9 percent even if we're playing a team out of our leg and our leg the lone star uh um, okay. uses the wilson so that's okay. that's the ball of choice but growing up uh we used rollins and that was always uh i was a big fan of the rollins ball for that stand for that because reason because that's what i grew up with but even when i was a kid going way back um spalding because that was the nba ball
1: yeah it is it's it's funny how that works uh what's one word to describe your ideal player tough okay uh tough. if you could go to one sporting event in the entire world what would it be
0: oh that's a great question um i'm not gonna give you one okay I'm gonna give you Two. okay uh i think the opportunity to be uh courtside at an NBA championship game or to be at the world, a world series game. I'm a big baseball fan.
1: Okay. You see my hat?
0: I, I I did. I can't, I didn't really notice it though. Who do you have on? I,
1: I, it's the Cubs. So,
0: oh, I, I, you know, yeah, I've, might... I've been to Wrigley. There's, there's, that's one of my uh, favorite places to go see a game.
1: Yep, it's Wrigley and Fenway. My dad's 80-plus, and I never thought he'd see it. Um, you know, we got cable TV because it was on WGN, so that's the only yeah. – <laughs> you know, it's a disease. Being a Cub fan it's a disease. Um, what's your favorite pregame meal?
0: Well, we always basically eat the same thing. We're going to have grilled chicken and pasta. So okay. that's it because that's part of our routine.
1: That's like the, the Bobby Knight kind of – what did he have? Everybody had vanilla, and he had like um, – what did he have? He always had a different flavor, but, uh, one thing you do to relax. Barbecue. Oh, really?
0: I love it. Love it. I, I, I know it's not my day job. I understand my day job, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy barbecue and then, um, yeah, it's been fun.
1: What kind of barbecue do you have? Do you have a smoker Uh, or what do you have?
0: I do. I've got a Traeger grill, so it, it, does all the above it smokes it grills it baste it roasts. um oh, you know, wow! I, I, I really enjoy smoking food do a lot of you know whether it's a, a pork shoulder boston butt, or ribs or uh steaks or uh, oh, wow. chicken whatever yeah
1: you're making me hungry um brisket <laughs> I, that's what
0: that's been one of my deals here lately is doing brisket so yeah
1: oh yeah my mom makes a good brisket um, one coaching technique you consider important
0: Um, I think that, uh, again, I would get to the Tate's lock rule of two. Uh, It takes about two minutes to demonstrate, explain the drill. It takes about two two days for a player to get the feel, but it takes about two months for it to be a habit. And just, I guess, getting to your question, the ability – to
1: be a teacher. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, that's one of my better responses to that question. I love that. Uh, best basketball player you have seen in person?
0: Uh, without question, uh, Michael
1: Jordan. Okay, best player of all time? Michael Jordan. Okay, uh, this one we've already done, favorite drill we already did. One thing you helped, helped you become a better coach?
0: Coaching my son. Really, why? Um, just having a better understanding of what we're putting our players through and what we ask them to do, and the demands that we put on them.
1: Okay. Yep. I I tell a story. I tell a story um, to uh, whenever I get a chance to tell a story. Is um, it was either last year or the year before. Yeah, I, I can always see have...
0: your hat. It's the the, the bill. Oh, there we go. There I go. see it now. There we go. go. It um, I. Uh, I feel like going crazy there. I just. No, there you can it out see before. it.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, I tell a story about my son. And we always do exit interviews with our players. And he was a sophomore. He was going to be a freshman, going to be a sophomore. And I sat my two assistants and me and him in, a, in, in the locker room. And I went through what I saw during the season and then what my expectations were over the next nine months before the next season started. And what he told his mom I said and what I actually said were not even in the same world. <laughs>
0: totally different,
1: huh? Totally different. So it was like one of those valuable, like, okay. So this is what it's Absolutely. like. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite quote?
0: Um, I'm, again, I'm, I, I'm cheating here. I'm going to give you two. These aren't necessarily okay. quotes or acronyms. Okay. I love when, W-I-N, what's important now, that we constantly focus on what's important now and stay in the moment. And then the second one is T-G-H-T. T-G-H-T, the okay. game honors toughness. We emphasize that to no end. It was our kind of our mantra last year, mantra for our team at Delta State, T-G-H-T, the game honors toughness.
1: Oh, I love that. Uh, best game you've seen in person?
0: I will go back and give you one other quote. Uh, okay. I don't know if this is a quote either, but one of my favorite movies, because I think it's a great coaching movie, and there's a ton of great coaching movies. But The Last Samurai, but Tom Cruise, actually posted something about that today. Okay. And at one point, he, he's talking and he says, from the, moment, uh, from the moment they wake, they devote themselves to perfection of whatever it is they're pursuing. Something like that along those lines. Right. How, how good is that? that? That from the minute you wake up, that you're working to be the best you can be at whatever it is that you chose to do and you stay focused on that. And that's best a game great I've life lesson. Statement. Yeah, best that's the
1: um, best game you've seen in person. Best
0: game I've seen in person. Indiana-Syracuse when uh, Key Smart hit the game-winning shot to win the national title in 19. I believe that was 87.
1: Oh, God. I remember that game. I might have been watching that game on black and white TV. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Uh, teacher uh teaching yep best basketball coach of all time
0: oh I, that's a hard one but i, I think i will have to say i'm going to give you my mount rushmore okay I'll that's say. fair that's fair my mount rushmore would be bob knight dick bennett rick majeris and then my all-time favorite teacher and a very dear friend that I missed dearly today Don Meyer.
1: Yeah. The the the, the I mean I, I keep you can see in the back here you can see in the here I'll I'll, I'll switch the screen. You can see in the back of that I I love reading stuff. Every once in a while I'll find a Don Meyer like little little note. I mean he 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 shared more information than any coach Nobody. ever he Nobody's was a giver. To
0: coaches. Nothing. To coaches People don't
1: realize team. it. I saw, I saw VHS tapes from him and it's like every once in a while. And it just makes me smile because it's one of the reasons I started the podcast. It's one of the reasons I do my YouTube. It's like he would, he wanted to help. Every, I mean, he was always taking notes. He was always sharing. He would always, re, always respond. I mean, yeah, He's there's helping. not, there's no one that's the impacted. the, the game. Game. Yeah. He
0: was uh, he was a great friend to all
1: coaches. He really was. Um, what is, um, one book you would recommend?
0: Oh, there's so many out there that are great. Um, I think any of John Gordon's, uh, things are outstanding. Yep. Uh, I really loved urban Meyer's book above the line. I'm rereading right now. Um, uh, it's uh, Bo Schembechler's book. It's called, uh, Bo's lessons on leadership. Outstanding book. I, right off the top of my head I forget who the author is I'll oh, tell you another it. one of my favorite uh, coaching books is A Season with Dick Bennett by Eric Ferris that's a great that, book that a is great a great
1: book. book so I tell people it's not only reading basketball books too that's the thing is if oh, people are yeah. exceptional yeah if you're exceptional
0: so are leaders and leaders are readers so yes. uh, reading is important and sometimes we've lost that a little bit today because it's just so easy to watch a video or Yep. You know go online do something like that but reading reading I I, I am a uh, avid reader probably don't do it as much as I should but I try to read as many uh, different books now when I say different I'm not going to read something that's fiction or right pretty much stick into um, to books that are autobiographies about people that I admire or or who are very successful and then I love reading leadership and um, you know, um, what's the name of the books, how to
1: help, how to get, yeah, you, you see, so the, you know, the funny part is, is I've, you can tell I'm an avid reader, but I, as I've gotten older, I got to find, I got to do it like in the middle of the day or I fall asleep. You know, I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's, four, seven, it's seven o'clock and I start reading. And it's like, is there some, Oh God, I got to Maybe I'll have to walk around the house and read or do something like that. Um, we did that one. Uh, what once, one thing you would change about the game?
0: Oh, um,
1: I got a good one on this one, but go ahead. I,
0: I would leave basketball the way it is. Uh, I'm so, so tired of us trying to change the college game. Uh, I really think we've got a great game right now. Uh, I'm in a minority here. I know I'm in a vast minority. I love halves because it's, it is different. difference why I like it. I love the one-on-one. I love seven fouls put you into the one and one Right. It teaches you not to foul. It rewards the team that has been fouled. It rewards you for getting fouled. Yep. I'm not a fan of the shot clock. It's amazing to me that, you know, 50 years ago, we averaged more points per game playing without a shot clock. I get it. You know, nobody wants Although I love it, but nobody else wants to go see a 15 to 13. Right. (laughs) Um, But I do think that I tell you what I really liked is when we had the 45 second shot clock, because I thought that allowed you to work to get a good shot. It allowed you to work to get a good shot against the zone defense, particularly. But it didn't allow you to hold the basketball. Right, But we as coaches, uh, you know, we're all about uh, change and adapt. Yeah. So if they change it, we'll adapt to it. We'll figure so, out how to it. So here's my
1: – we play halves in Wisconsin. And what I found is I play more kids. That's one of the reasons I think they did it. I didn't um,
0: realize you did that.
1: Yeah, we play two 18-minute halves. So, um, Wow. Yeah. How
0: long that Is that two, been going on for
1: – Two years. Two years, I think. Okay, yeah. Because
0: um, I've seen games in Wisconsin and I didn't – I yeah. think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it, it. I miss the teaching point between quarters. I don't miss, you know, maybe the execution aspect of it. But um, <laughs> uh, but the one thing I would change, and this is just me, and I want to get your perspective before we talk about your site and stuff, is I would change the stuff that happens in the off season. I would change the whole summer AAU guys. I mean, literally AAU and summer basketball should be for. of the population and the other 97% should play with their high school and become better basketball players. Um, and that's my personal opinion, but it just seems like it's a huge money grub. All these kids are chasing these dreams that, you know, again, what percentage of kids play college hoops? Um, so that would be my thing. I think we could go put it back into the, into the laps of the high school coaches I think would be an interesting thing.
0: Well, I think that's a tremendous observation on your part. And I will say this: There are some outstanding uh, AAU coaches out there. Your and there are several. Um, there, every state has, has yes guys doing a terrific job and giving kids opportunity. Yep. Um, and I'm a part of the system because you know, I mm-hmm. for for us, it's a lot easier to go out and see a hundred of you know, 200 of the better kids playing in AAU. Right. But Steve, I've always said this, I want to see that young man play on his high school team because I want to see how he reacts to being coached with his teammates and is he a leader on his team. And a lot of times you can't see that in an AAU situation. But if, I, if we could do that, oh, I'd be the first one in line. If we could go back to having the uh, – five-star basketball camps where you just go right. for a week or two weeks uh, where where when you grew up and I grew up, we spent the summer going to the gym, playing with our teammates. And the majority of our time was spent working on skill development and yeah. fundamental development. And when we did play games, it was in a local um, area high school league where mom and dad aren't driving you, uh, right. you know, three, four hours and right. spending in order and, and let's be real and when you get past that three percent you talked about mom and dad are paying for that right uh, they're paying for the hotels and the meals and the travel but everybody thinks that's what's going to get their son or daughter a scholarship to go to college when only three percent four percent right five percent of the total population that plays High school basketball is getting that opportunity. And I could be wrong. I just do yeah. that on the top. I, 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 I did but too. It's, it's a just low percentage.
1: Like, it is a low percentage. Wow. And that's why I think I think it's a disservice for, for that other 95 or whatever percent that is. Um, let's yeah. talk about your site. So give us your website where people can contact you. I know you've got some packline line stuff. You sent me a PDF, which we'll put in the show notes. But talk about your website where people can get a hold of you if they have questions or things like that.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple things. The first thing is this, um, and I always do this at clinics because I want to be accessible to coach, coaches. Um, my cell number is 479-755-7349. Again, that's 479-755-7349. And if you do call me and I don't recognize the call, I probably won't answer But if you leave a message, I promise you, I'll get back to you. Um, my email is jim, J I M dot boon, B O O N E, at U A F S, University of Arkansas, Fort Smith, so that's U A F S dot edu. If you have a question or something you want to ask me, you're more than welcome to email me. And then we do have a coach's website um, at coachjimboon.com, simply that coachjimboone.com. You know, I try to get out and speak um, during the fall, particularly a little bit in the spring at various coaches clinics. Um, I've got one coming up here pretty soon in Myrtle beach um, with Nike, but we also have a couple others that are listed on our website along the way. And then the one thing I would want to mention, we do run a free fall coaches clinic. Okay. It's free to all coaches. We've had, Usually have a hundred plus coaches attend. We get them from all over the nation, and we get some international coaches that come as well. And we will be continuing that clinic this year, okay, on October fourth and fifth at the University of Arkansas Fort Smith at our Stubble Field Center, which is our arena. Okay, and we'd love to have anybody that wants to come to it come to it. Um, basically, we cover pack line defense A to Z, our our motion offense approach. We have two team practices, usually about. Four to six lectures, it usually covers about eight hours of uh, okay. basketball.
1: Well, that will be awesome. Do you run similar to Dick, to Coach Bennett's uh, blocker-mover offensively? We didn't even get into offense.
0: Um, we do a couple of different things. Um, we we do run a very similar blocker-mover approach, probably more like Tony Coach okay. Bennett. Yep. Tony Bennett's running yep. now with Virginia. I believe they call it sides. We call it pairs. Yep. Um, Coach Knight called it pairs. We call it pairs. And then um, we, we'll run a little – we usually try to run two to three alignments. Okay. Usually just two. And usually our secondary alignment is triangle, which is, is also like Coach Bennett's. Um, but I like that, and here's why in a nutshell. Uh, it's easier to teach. It allows us to spend more time on defense and practice and therefore to spend less time total in practice and to focus what practice time we have offensively on the development of our individual skills.
1: Okay, that makes a total 100%. Coach, I really appreciate you taking your Saturday. Right, it's
0: been fun, Steve. Thank you. I'm it, glad we got it to work there. I know it was a slow <laughs> start, but thank, thank you old for dogs. bearing with me. I'm yeah. a little technologically disadvantaged here at times, so thank
1: I, you. I, I, I appreciate it. You, you and Rick Torbert are basically have, – have won the records for Coach Unplug's longest. Because once I start moving and if I'm having the feeling, you know, you two are really close. You, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, so you
0: just um, put me in really good company because he's outstanding. So, thank you.
1: He is. He's a great guy. And he's, he, he reminds me of Coach Meyer. He's always answering questions. He's always helping. So, thank you for all the coaches that are listening to this. Um, and you and I will talk soon. Thanks again, Coach. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right. Maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.